Well, good morning, everybody. This is your friend, Papa John Arcovio, coming to you live from Irvine, California. Coming to you every Tuesday at 11 a.m. with Kingdom Discussions with Papa John Arcovio. Hope you're having a wonderful beginning of your week. Certainly looking forward to having some discussions with those of you that come on. I do want to again encourage you, post in the chat your name and where you're watching from um, so uh, we can recognize you, especially if you have any comment or request. We'll do our best to try to uh, stay on top of our um, comments to uh, answer you as we can. Today, I want to just talk to you for a little bit about a very important but simple topic, and that is kingdom family relationships. As you know, if you listen to our broadcast over the past few weeks and months, the kingdom is about family. It's about um, community. It's about coming together uh, with love. And, um, you know, inevitably, as you know, in family, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have misunderstandings. You're even going to have downright um, times where you get wounded, where you either get wounded or you say things to wound others. And a constant spirit of forgiveness and reconciliation is vital for kingdom family to exist and to flow. I know that uh, over the past 40 years, God has constantly time and time again corrected me, adjusted me, and to help me to understand the value of relationships, how valuable relationships are. And um, when we choose to forgive someone who's harmed us or there's a misunderstanding or there's even a disagreement, um, hello, Daniel, God bless you from Connecticut. Welcome. Um, well, Daniel and Juliet, it might be both of you or either one of you. God bless you. But forgiveness, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the opportunity that you have to show how valuable someone is to you. Especially with the day and time of social media. One thing social media has brought as a curse to the body of Christ is it creates superficial relationships. And I can't begin to tell you the people I thought I became connected with on social media, that we were beginning to develop a meaningful relationship. And then something was said or something was done that they took offense to or didn't like. And to, to become disconnected from the whole social media thing is as simple as turning your computer off, disconnecting leaving the chat, leaving the, the, the group, you know, leaving the Zoom uh, connection. And it's created just where people enter into relationships and exit relationships just without even hardly giving it thought. 
and that sense of community, that sense of family that strives to work together to work things out. You know, you don't abandon family. You don't uh, just leave family. You, you work through things. You talk things out. You make, you know, um, concessions. You make compromises. And I, I've seen this even in the modern Christian church where people don't view the ecclesia as a spiritual family, as something to be feared and to walk with. When God connects you with a spiritual family, it doesn't matter if you have differences. It doesn't matter if you don't say meshiboteth like someone else says it, <laughs> or you don't believe exactly like someone else believes. I'm not talking about non-negotiable core beliefs. We have to gather and we have to have a agreement when it comes to the core beliefs that are irrefutable and they cannot be negotiated. But there are negotiable um, uh, things, things like do you take communion with wine or with grape juice, um, genres of music, styles of ministry, uh, things of this nature. And um, there's, there's room in the body of Christ for differences of opinions in some of these areas. And, but you don't, um, thank you, uh, Facebook user, I can't see who you are, but thank you for coming on. Amen. You don't um, disband. You don't just disconnect. Now, there are times you have to have margins. So let's talk about that. Because sometimes there is disconnect because there's abuse. There's people that are being manipulative. That you know They're not about the family. They're about money. They're about manipulation. Uh, manipulating people to try to get people to do things for them or to pull them aside in ministry. It's very common. I've seen it in charismatic circles where people come in and they're all excited about the body of Christ there and they love everybody, but pretty soon they're going around and giving everybody little handouts of their prayer group they're having on Tuesday nights at their house. And there's nothing wrong with having community. But when you're seeking to, to come into a spiritual family, and to connect with a certain network, a certain group of people, and then pull them aside over here and disconnect them from spiritual family. So you could have your own personal group meeting in your home, either for the sake of, of building your ministry or, um, uh, hey, Vasily, God bless you, love you, thanks for coming on, uh, or for money. Then those are, are, are wrong. That's, that's not... Uh, uh, having the family understanding. Uh, we have to be willing to work together and to honor and to respect the unity of the family. And we don't come in and try to disband a current family that's gathering to pull three or four people over to come and worship in my house because, well, they're not preaching truth. Well, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, we all have our opinions on how services should be conducted, um, timelines of the coming of the Lord, uh, some give it terminologies like post-trib, pre-trib, mid-trib, um, you know, certain standards of the word of God. 
you know, where Paul dealt with those that would eat meat, sacrifice to idols, and those that would not touch it or get near it. And you're always going to have these differences of mindsets and opinions, but it should not be to where you you uh, break up and, and destroy and step away from the, the family of God. I, I can tell you I had a meeting this morning with someone I love very dearly that a few months ago, we had some misunderstandings and some unfortunate um, disagreements, downright disagreements. And um, I, I did feel for a season to step away, but then the Holy Spirit has been really speaking to my heart and convicting me over the past few weeks that I needed to not only uh, forgive, but ask for forgiveness, uh, ask for grace and extend grace, but to show this person and their family that they were important to me, that I was not just willing to walk away and just, um, so this backs up to the fact that you got to be careful with who you join with. You can't just join any spiritual family. You're going to create, um, you know, here, here's the mistake people make. They come to an ecclesia, to a spiritual family that doesn't believe in the prophetic, doesn't believe in miracles. Maybe they're legalistic. Maybe they have a lot of teachings and rules within that particular ecclesia that you don't agree with. And initially you say, oh, we're just going to come together and just going to worship together. And, um, you know, we're not going to let that be division. We're just going to love Jesus. But the problem is with time, if things are important to you, like for me, I'll be very honest with you. I could not worship with the body of Christ and connect with a spiritual family that did not believe in the apostolic prophetic or believe that modern-day apostles and prophets didn't exist or didn't believe in the spiritual gifts operating within the functioning in the body or didn't have a kingdom understanding. You can't. I can't walk with them. So it'd be absolute chaos for me to go and join with this spiritual family and think I'm either going to convince and change them or they think they're going to just love me enough that I'll change. You're, you're going to inevitably end up with a disconnect. And um, so, so first of all, you've got to be recognized the true authentic authorities God places in your life. Don't just go somewhere just because they got good music or you think you can make it work. Let God connect you and place you in a spiritual family. So then you don't have this disconnect I'm talking about because there are some people they have to disconnect because, you know, it's, it's your death to remain there uh, because, you, you know, you, you're going to let go of some core beliefs and principles that are important to you in your life. And, and that will never work. But then now what I'm talking about is when God truly connects you with spiritual family, connects you. And again, this is a dysfunction that's, that is brought on with social media. Everybody has their groups, their Zoom groups. They want you to come join and they talk about community and we're so glad you're part of the family. And they try to create that family atmosphere but people are so used to being part of six different Zoom groups and call them all their family. And the challenge is they're not committed to any particular family of God, much less a local ecclesia, body of Christ. And it's too easy to, to weave in and out of these groups, connect with a group for a while. And then when you feel like you've gotten all you can from them, then 
God bless you. We love you. We're going to step away for a while. We want to go over and join Prophet So-and-So's group. We're going to go join this group over here. And, and they just kind of move in and out of these groups, but never establish a true family basis and connection. Because here's the bottom line, guys. When God puts you in spiritual family, it's not up to you whether you stay or leave. God puts you there. And so I see people that try to connect with spiritual families. And I know from the beginning, I know it's not going to last. I know that there's going to be a disconnect. There's going to be a major disagreement come up. And they're not going to be able to stay because what they're being asked to do is not worth the, 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 the price. You know, if I, if I became connected with a spiritual family and all of a sudden they asked me to stop teaching on modern-day apostles and prophets, to stop teaching about kingdom, to, to get in line with uh, ecumenical mi mindsets or uh, religious pyramid Christian mindsets, there's no way I could do it. So it's, it's senseless for me to join in the beginning. Now, I could fellowship them from time to time, but I don't recognize them as a bona fide ecclesia, a bona fide spiritual family. So, guys, somewhere we've got to start correcting this major dysfunction that's going on within the body of Christ, of people joining families and leaving, joining and leaving, joining and leaving. And slow your roll and let God connect you to a true spiritual family, to someone that you can respect, love, and walk in agreement with. Now, the Bible does say that two can't walk together unless they're agreed. But let me just say on that, you're never going to agree 100% on everything. you got to choose what's important. So there are some, you know, things I can put up with. Like I can join with the spiritual family and not, not care for their style of music, their genre of worship. And that's a negotiable for me. Um, I would hope that they would have some soaking worship time, but you know, I could deal with whatever genre is out there. That's that's a negotiable. But there are, you know, that's where you before you join with the family. I was talking with someone recently that wanted to get married, and I sat down with them. I said, you know, there's 25 questions I I ask every couple to ask before they get married. They're important questions. To, to see whether you're on the same page or not. You know what the normal mistake people make getting married in the natural? They, they just get married because they're in love. And they figure, well, I'll just change them down the road. And then what ends up happening is three months into marriage, all of a sudden, this husband or this wife thinks the spouse is in agreement with them on this or that, but they never really sat down and discussed it. They never asked the question, what kind of church are we going to attend if we have kids raise our kids in? Never ask the question, are you going to work as a spouse in the home? And if you think it's important that your spouse should be working, you can't just be blind about that. And yes, the, the truth is, you may ask these 25 questions about coming together as in oneness and discover that 18 of the questions, you're on opposite sides of the fence. 
That's a recipe for disaster. That's why we have so many marriages and divorces, marriages and separations. And that's why people say, well, they're not the person I married. Well, what happened is they never sat down and figured out whether or not they were on the same page. They just got married because they were in love, because someone prophesied they were going to get married. And, and so, and I tell you what, I see people with deer in the headlights. When I tell them, I want to ask these questions with you, they're like, whoa, and they cancel the meeting. They don't want to talk to me. And it's sad because it's what creates the chaos we're in right now with dysfunctional relationships in the kingdom of God. I can't tell you that I have it all together, that I operate relationally perfectly every time. But God's working on me, and I'm listening to his voice. I'm making the adjustments where the adjustments need to be made. So, hey, LaFlower, God bless you. Uh, Massimilo from Italy, God bless you. Haran Moha, God bless you. Thank you for joining uh, LaFlower, thank you so much for uh, working with Mama Jennifer, and thank you for having patience with her on that book you're putting together. She's uh, not a writer, and I'm trying to help her with that, but we love you guys so much. So recognize and identify the spiritual family God would have you to connect with. Make sure that you're at least on the, the non-negotiable areas of doctrine, of ministry style, of things that are important to you and things that are important to them. But you're not coming in and going to rock the boat. And there are some people that have asked me, hey, why don't you come be part of us? And I can sit down and tell them five reasons right off the bat why it would never work. Because they're going in a complete different direction than I'm going and they're teaching almost diametrically opposed to how I believe and teach. And I'm just like, I would create you chaos. I don't want to do that to you. Oh, it's okay, Papa John. We love you. You just, it's almost like people think love will just fix everything. Just love will just, love is important in, in, in a relationship. But sometimes you just got to sit down and have the talk and find out if you're compatible. Are you on the same page? Amen. To save heartbreak and the inevitable disrupted relationship and breakup that's going to come. I know this is kind of harsh, uh, straightforward talk, but, you know, I just see people that, you know, they go to a conference and they get a feel good about something and think, oh, man, yeah, this is going to be my church and this is what I want. And they don't even stop to consider that. They don't, they don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe tongues is, is, is for the church today. And they're going to join with the body of Christ that speaks with tongues. And they're going to try to come in and slowly go to everybody and say, y'all, shouldn't be speaking in tongues. The Bible says this. You know what that's called? Paul called that sowing discord amongst the brethren. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is if you don't agree with a teaching and it's not, not a core doctrinal point, a non-negotiable uh, issue, then you need to find a place you can you can you can flow with, you can jam with, you can roll with. Amen, amen. Now, again, I'm not saying 
you know, that, that uh, if you come in and you don't, you believe Jesus already came in 70 AD and we're in the millennial now and God's kingdom is being built on earth right now, that's pure, flat out false doctrine. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that is where you're going to have to have your doctrine adjusted through the truth and the teaching of God's word. But, you know, again, some people, they cross the line and they're convinced that, you know, they're preaching truth when they preach against the apostolic prophetic. They're preaching truth when they preach against speaking with tongues, you know, within a body of Christ. They're preaching truth because they came from a particular denomination or setting that twisted scriptures and convinced them. But, you know, again, I think there's room for what Paul said. Let every man be fully persuaded in their own mind. We shouldn't have splitting of hairs over things that don't matter. Things that are not doctrinal, important, structural, and foundational truths in the body of Christ. All right, that's my rant for today. Love you guys. Thanks for joining. We're done at 22 minutes today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next Tuesday. Thanks for praying with us. God bless you. Mm -hmm.